Listener Production. Where are we? (laughs) (laughs) Where are we again? Oh my God, where are we? We're in the bush. We're in the bush, brother. Karongwe. Karongwe. Karongwe Lodge. Karongwe Lodge. It's a reserve. It's a reserve. Hi, guys. How's Uh, it, hey? Welcome to Barakan News. The news is breaking here in South Africa. Yebo. Yebo. Yebra. Sharp, eh? Sharp, sharp. Sharp, eh? Sharp, eh? These are all the things we've learned. Hello, Hello. everyone. (laughs) Welcome to Breaking News. Just the gist side piece where I, Rosie Waterland, tell my co-host, Jacob William Stanley, all the news headlines from the week that I think are important for him and thus all of you to know. Now, let's do the song now because I'm going to forget. Can you do it in the accent? Okay. Shit, I didn't prepare this. Give it a crack on the um, spot. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Take it away. I think I've gotten less Arnoldy. Okay, wait. Breaking news. No, no, don't, don't, don't help me. Don't help me. Breaking news. Breaking news. I got the scoop, see? Yes. X-ray, X-ray, read all about it. Breaking news. It's it's coming down the wire, eh? It's coming down the wire. Sharp, eh? <laughs> that wasn't Sharp. bad. I've gotten less Arnold mm-hmm. since we've been around more like... Actual people who speak the actual yeah, with the accent, yeah. yes, immersion. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's immersion. Yeah. Welcome, it's everyone. Only been a week. It's our second breaking news from South Africa. South Africa, heaven, paradise. It's been pretty amazing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's been pretty amazing. We're currently in yes, Karangwe Reserve, which is where you um, go on safari. One of the many, many, many places. Many you can places. Go on um, and we're staying in these. So you, you're probably going to be hearing nature. There is a family of warthogs right outside. Right outside. <laughs> At some point, we are highly likely to be interrupted by a baboon who's learnt how to use the handles on, on the, the doors. doors. So we're staying Clever in girl. this like glamping place, mm. and it's tense. But guys, it's like. Yeah. Not tense. Yeah. There's it's a roof, like, there's a floor, there's flushable toilets. Yeah, there's flushable toilets, there's electricity. There's, it's very glam. You'll see on the Insta. Mm. Um, and uh, the sides of the tent have like, you know, you can um, tie up the tent and there's mesh there, like tie up the tent material and there's mesh there, like a window. And so there's literally just impala, yeah. warthogs, yep. baboons, literally walking past right now. All times of day and night. Yes. Yeah, so. so apologies for the sound quality. When you're in the middle of the African bush, there's not many um, soundproof booths mm. to record in. But we think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, we're just going full on nature. Yeah. Nature. That's what so, we're about now. I mean, I guess um, first headline, like, what have we been doing? Oh, my gosh. So in the last breaking news, we were in the first half of the trip, which was um, sponsored by South African Tourism, and they sent us to the very fancy oyster box mm. where we just felt like we belonged and should live forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the second half of the trip we're doing is sponsored by G Adventures, which mm. is the company we talked about that does ethical tourism. And so this part has been less glam, luxe, oyster box and more like on the ground experiences, yeah. meeting local people, contributing to local economies in different ways. And so this is when we've done like all the safaris and stuff. Yep. We left Durban, which is where the oyster box is. We flew um, back to Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. Joburg, mm-hmm. Joburg. I got to try Wimpy's at the airport, <laughs> <laughs> which is like their famous burger place. I had a rib chutney burger. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, we went around Soweto. Soweto? Indeed, Soweto. yeah. Gosh, that feels like so long ago already. We've had some amazing guides on the way. And, um, yeah, we went around Soweto, which is like... Um, a sort of town, town city, smaller yeah. city outside yeah. of Johannesburg, um, which was really, really cool. We met like a lot of local people, tried some really traditional like local foods. We went to a Sagoma. Sangoma, Sangoma, yes, a traditional healer. A traditional yeah. healer. Um, that was pretty special. That was cool. Yeah, didn't quite know what to expect. She had a there. tortoise <laughs> just walking around. I was a little apprehensive when we walked in and sat on the ground and she whipped the tortoise out and I was like, I'm here for this. <laughs> What's happening? It was just a pet. It was just, she said it was for luck. Yeah. 
It was for luck. And, um, yeah, we did that and then we made the eight-hour drive. Oh, you're forgetting. We went to the um, uh, Apartheid Museum. Oh, we went to the, the Apartheid Nelson Museum. Mandela Museum. That That's was right. that was amazing. So moving. Highly All of you, when you come to Johannesburg, mm. make sure it is one of your top priorities because, I mean, you can't take it all in, I don't no. think. There is so much we information. Didn't have we were there for two and a half hours yeah. and you need to be there for like five hours yeah. at least to really feel, because like each exhibit, there's so much to read. You basically have read a full textbook by yeah. the end, but in like a really riveting, enthralling Interactive, way. Interactive, multimedia. Um, and yeah, we didn't have as much time as I would have liked because... Um, and even after two and a half hours, we were all like, can we stay longer? We want to, you want to really take in every single. Yeah. See, it was amazing. Yeah, make that a priority. I yeah. mean, there's so much stuff that I was just completely unaware of. Yes, yeah, And I'm really glad I'm aware of now. Yeah. Um, even though a lot of it was difficult to read mm. and difficult to watch on the TV screens. Um, yeah, the history here has been really intense. But what's yeah. been fascinating and fabulous since then is to see the ways that they're rebuilding the mm. country after experiencing all of those dreadful hardships mm. for so many decades. Um, yeah, it sort of gave us a different lens. So I'm yeah. really glad we did that fairly early on. Yeah, that was really good to do. And then, um, and then, yeah, that afternoon we went into Soweto, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was really cool to see because Soweto is like a um, predominantly um, black African area of South Africa um, that's been there for, and like, isn't Nelson Mandela's like original house there? Like that's in Soweto? Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And like, God. yeah, it's it's just a really cool place because there's a lot of local people whose families have been there for a long time. Mm. And you and so it was just really cool to sort of go to that place after we'd been to the museum in the morning. Um, we yeah. got to walk through an informal settlement. Yeah. Um, and the guide who took us through there um, sort of explained to us how they're living and functioning as mm. a community where everyone keeps each other safe in these very, very simple dwellings that mm. are all like corrugated close to each iron other. kind of yeah. shack. Like, yeah, they've kind of built it for themselves and they all live in this. Like, I put up some pictures on my Instagram actually. Mm. And, um, It's interesting because the guy who took us through, like, a large part of how those people make money is through tourists coming in. And so tourists come there and someone, like, from the community who they've sort of chosen will take you through um, in, like, a really respectful way and you Mm. can meet people and talk to them and... um, they, he kind of explains to you the political situation, how they ended up where they have, how they're waiting for housing, all that kind of stuff, how they live and survive together. And then um, the idea is you, like, pay them for their time yeah. and for their um, uh, generosity yeah. in allowing you to come and visit them. Um, so you get to contribute in a small way, but it's a huge part of how they they then, like, the money we gave the guide, it goes into a community kind of collective fund, fund yeah. that they spend on everyone yeah. there. Because at first I was like, oh, is this, should we be walking around where these people live? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, this is actually, they rely on yeah. this to make money. And they also really want to tell you yeah. what their lives are like mm-hmm. and they want to share their experience with yeah. you. It's so good, and so fascinating. And the things they're doing that they're really genuinely proud of and deserve to be really proud of, like setting up their own school and yeah, daycare, which is not just to educate the kids, but also to free up the mother's time so that the mothers can mm. go and get jobs and get education. So yeah. it's, you know, all sort of benefiting the entire community yeah. in different ways. And they're, yeah, doing the best they can to stay self-sufficient. Yeah. That know. was one of my favourite things that we did. Um, and then, yeah, we did the eight-hour drive to um, Kruger. Kruger. Kruger, which is the big national park with um, all the animals. Huge <laughs> We stopped at park. some amazing places on the way. Um, and, yeah, then how big is the national It's like the size of a state, like yeah. an Australian state. Mm. It's like the size of Victoria, yeah. this national park. Um, and so we did the big drive up there, stayed in this amazing lodge, um, and then we spent the day on Safari. We had to leave at like, oh my god, what time were we up? Four thirty. Yeah. We had to leave at like five, Four. and yeah, and then we um, went in. And our guides, Sammy and Gavin from G Adventures. Um, Gavin's from G Adventures. He's oh, amazing. Wow. He's an old we queen. We have to gush. He is an old South African queen, mm-hmm. and he is 
our new, he's Heaven. our new granddad. He's yeah. our new dad. We love him. Mm-hmm. We love him. I've been calling him Gav Gav and he admitted yesterday that that's what his grandkids call him and I was like, it's meant to be. <laughs> it's meant to be Gav Gav. We love Gav Gav. Yeah. So he's been coming to Kruger since he was a little, little yeah. kid. Yeah, and what like, he's in his late 50s. Yeah, yeah, he knows the place inside out so he could not be a better guy. Yeah, he's the best. Um, And he's obviously been doing these tours for a very long time. He does them all around South Africa, but Kruger is his favourite place. That's where he's got his own holiday home Mm. that he comes to on his spare time. And then, yeah, he was partnered up with Sammy, Sammy. our driver, spotter, guide. And Sammy, what an expert. He was, so Sammy's been doing tours in, so he drives the, you know, truck you're in and he's been doing the tours in Kruger for 19 years, he said. Mm. He's with Kurt Safari company. Um, And by the way, we're plugging all these people because, yeah, they've given us a free trip. Mm. So we want to tell you all the names. They deserve it because we're getting all this for free. Mm. And so, like, yes, that's why we're plugging them all because we can't believe how generous they're all being and how lucky we are to be here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) We really truly mean it when we say they're incredible. No, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. no, they're amazing. So Kurt's Ferry Company was who we went with, our little G Adventures group, and Sammy was our guide and he was just incredible. He's been doing it for 20 years and he still squeals with excitement when he sees an animal the way we all did seeing it for the first time. And he also, they can spot things. Like you're driving along this road just in the middle of the African bush and Sammy will like slam on the brakes and be like, baboon. And yeah. it's like, it's it looks like a log, yeah. but he sees it driving. Like he's so good at it. Yeah. And by the way, on that, the African bush is like the bush. Mm. So I didn't know, you know how in the lead up to this, we've been like, we're going to the jungle, the desert, desert yeah. place. I did not realise that the African kind of landscape is like almost identical to Australia. In this area. It's like the bush, yeah, yeah, where we've been in Kruger and stuff. Mm. It kind of looks like Australia, except there's a few different kind of trees, like Mm. that, those trees that go horizontal. You know, the tree that um, Rafiki lives in in The Lion King. They've got those trees. but it's it's very similar to the Australian bush, and they call it the African bush. Mm. So it's not the jungle or the desert; it's there the bush. Go. Yeah, learning so much. Learning so much, and so yeah, we did that safari. Was all day. We were pretty much uh, gone from like five to five thirty. Mm. Like it was twelve and a half hours. And seeing something every couple of minutes. Yeah, we had nuts. phenomenal Luck. good fortune. Yeah. But also Sammy was just really good yes. at knowing where things were and like and also they have this thing called the bush telegraph where like as trucks drive past each other there's no competition like it's like oh mate we just saw a leopard mm. uh 2 minutes down the road that way blah 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 and you everyone helps each other to yeah. see everything which was really cool and lovely and um we saw so much uh, What was your favorite? The elephants. Oh Tell us about it. The elephant, oh, because, like, as you guys know, I've been like, oh, South Africa, hooray. Like, oh, look, my computer just made a sound. Sorry, everyone. Oh, God, I'm on holidays and I've lost bumps. That's not professional, is it? Um, Yeah, we, I've been like, oh, you know, it's not on my, it's not the top of, it's not a dream I've always had. You know how some people are like, Africa safari, one day I will. Yes, yes, yes. Like, and so I've been like, yay, Africa, woohoo. Like, but sort of just like, I guess it'll be fine. Like, I'm the one who wasn't entirely convinced. Mm. (sighs) This convinced me. Like, I'm not a nature or safari person. And being in that truck and these elephant, like we got surrounded by, 20 mm. elephants, like a big family, a big herd, that from old, 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 yeah. massive males to tiny, tiny, tiny twin babies. Yes. And we just stopped in on the road and they all just surrounded us and crossed the road ahead of us and came like, you're not allowed to, but we could have reached out and, and touched them mm. out of the truck. Like it was, it was incredibly overwhelming to be that close yeah. to animals like that, like that. And I started crying. We all started crying. And then I was like, okay, I like safari. (laughs) (laughs) It got me. It got me. It's so moving. 
movie. It was really good. And you don't even really expect that it's going to be such an overwhelming no, emotional experience. I was surprised. It was like the last time I unexpectedly cried was at the Beyonce concert. Mm. Like when you just get so, this, this, your sensory, you just have sensory overload. Yeah. That's what happened to me. I was sitting there, all these elephants came and all of a sudden I was crying. I was like, what? Yeah. You were too. Oh, yeah. We all were. It's happened to me a bunch of times mm. on this trip and it's a really great feeling. Mm. Um, yeah. What's been your fave? <sighs> Getting monkey sprayed wanky with in the tree. Oh, the monkey wanky. <laughs> yeah, we saw a monkey wanking. A monkey with sapphire-coloured scrotum. Yeah, They've sapphire got blue ball. Balls. They've got blue balls. Very impressive. And, yeah, he took one glimpse at us and um, yeah. <laughs> got a little excited. Got a little randy. And then elephants flung shit at you yes, yesterday. Just last night we yeah. were blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, we had another family of elephants that we spotted here in Karongwe. Yeah. Um, they were having bath time, covering Yee-hoo, themselves in mud and So mud or poo matter. yet to or Because where yes. they shower, bathe, yeah. they also... Poop. There is a photo of Jacob with, it's so (laughs) funny, he's sitting there and behind him are all these elephants in the mud and it is the moment before disaster strikes. This photo is perfect. Coming at the back of his head is a massive, like, blop of shit. (laughs) It is the funniest photo I've ever, and you have no idea it's coming. And your face is like, yee, and there's this shit is about to explode on your head. Yeah, we spent about 30 minutes with that family of elephants. They just got ridiculously (laughs) close to us, um, sussing us out, and then they were like, oh, you're cool, so Mm. we'll get back to our bathing ritual, which was when they then started flinging stuff around. (laughs) And those of us who were sitting closest, um, yeah, copped a coat. Which mm, um, lovely. Look, it's doing the elephants wonders in terms of yeah. skincare. So <laughs> I look forward to seeing the results. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been oh my goodness, We've amazing. And then yesterday was cool. We um, so G Adventures uh, has a sort uh, are associated with a charity that they're the owner of G Adventures, Bruce also started this charity called Planetera Mm -hmm. and they um, basically sort of arm-in-arm with G um, have ethical tourism in mind. But also what Planetera does is helps people in um, the tourist destinations that they go to. So like here in South Africa, they um, help local people set up um, like businesses or tourist type um, tourist type businesses, mm-hmm. things that they can do to earn their own living mm-hmm. so that they can be self-sufficient and make money. And then the G Adventures Tours like patronises those businesses that they've helped these yep. people set up and develop. Um, it's really cool. So yesterday we went to this coffee shop that Planetera has helped um, some people set up in, where was it? Um, Hazy View. Mm. And um, it's um, this coffee shop that's at this little school um, that trains a whole lot of um uh, South African kids who've just sort of left high school in um, like either hospitality or tourism or IT, a whole mm. bunch of stuff to sort of help them get into the workforce. And Planetera has set up a coffee shop there that these um, like recent year 12 graduates can train in and then work in yeah. and learn how to um, be hospitality workers. So then they can be part of the tourism industry, which is such a huge employment opportunity in South Africa. And they were explaining to us yesterday that another really important thing is a lot of the homes in these more rural areas are um, uh, child-led homes. So Mm. the parents are out working and the kids are the ones who kind of run the house or look after their younger siblings or whatever. And so what's really important for a lot of these rural rural communities, rural, that always makes me think of the Roger, um, is that these young adults can stay in their local area where they grew up because their families need them around and they don't want to leave home. They Mm. love their homes. And so having these sort of um, like education opportunities and work opportunities that like Planetera helps with allows them to um, have employment opportunities without having to go into the big cities. Yeah. So it's really cool. And so we went there and we got a bunch of like, you said, I don't drink coffee, but it was really good coffee. Oh, you said so they made Great really espresso. good coffee. It was like, a, the spot. yeah, it yep. was really awesome. Ordered the second one. Yeah. It was really cool. So it was really cool to see. Um, it's I like that G puts those little stops in the tours so you can see how they're 
helping like on the ground. It was like, it just give, it helps you understand like in a really practical sense what it is they're doing to yeah. help local communities. And one of the things that surprised me that I just loved learning about mm. was that a lot of those people, when they're going through those education programs, they're often also taught a lot about the importance of conservation. Yes. And they're taught a lot about, you know, the harmful effects of poaching, poaching. and the sorts of... Um, work that a lot of them fall into because they think there's no alternative and Mm. they also don't think that there's a real negative consequence to what they're doing because they don't understand about things of endangered species and whatnot. Um, So they're just doing so much in this sort of 360-degree way to help benefit the environment, benefit the communities um, and just help create constant improvement. Yeah. Um, like it's helping so build and develop businesses so these people can support, like become self-sufficient, make money, like, and often they really focus on the women in all these families yeah. because the women really make sure that the money goes back into the families and into the communities and oh. gives them a chance to sort of step out of, like, to be, to lead into more independent lives, which yeah. they wouldn't have had otherwise. Like, it was... Um, Really cool going there and meeting them all yesterday. Yeah. It was really awesome. We'll post some links so you can read up on it yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. more if you're curious. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're doing amazing, amazing work. So, I mean, that's what I've really liked about doing this tour with G is that, um, you know, obviously it's the focus of this tour is like the safari basically, mm. like, but they've also put in a whole lot of stops to really interesting places where you meet people on the ground and like meet local communities and help patronise local businesses. And to me, that is also really um, enriching, interesting stuff that I'm really interested in. Like, yeah, yeah. and so like um, you're not just like turning up and looking at animals for 10 hours a day for a week and leaving. You're getting to do a really sort of broad range of cool stuff. Yeah. And, like, everyone who's worked in the hotels, our drivers, our guides, Mm. everyone that, you know, we've interacted with in any way, they have that job because of companies like G in particular that have, you know made sure that they're getting paid well, that mm. they've got great working conditions and And like all thrive. the all the accommodations we've stayed in, so all the like the lodge we stayed in back at Hazy View, like the glamping place we're staying here, they're all owned by like local families. Yeah. They're all owned by people like it's all G makes sure that any place that they're patronising on their tours, any place that they're visiting, any people that they're hiring, whoever they're involving, it's all going back into the local communities, which yeah. is really cool. It's just really cool. Yeah, it feels good. And, and you know, Adele um, said to me the other night, Adele is um, the, she's like the Australian marketing manager. For G, for yeah. G for, that's her title, yeah, for G Adventures. And she's the one who initially got in touch um, and she said the loveliest thing the other night. So, um Adele has been a fan of mine for like a few years, like of like my writing and stuff. And so mm. then she started listening to the potty. She loves the potty. And we always joke about how we're not famous enough to get free stuff. Mm. Like we just always, you know, it's just fun. like whatever. We just joke. Yet. No Yet. one ever is a bird in hand will never sponsor us. Like, you know what I mean? It's like we always joke about it. And Adele was really lovely and she reached out and she was like, look, I work for this company and you always joke about how you don't get free stuff. Would you like a free trip? Mm. And we were like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you guys, getting free stuff never gets old. Like yeah. it's a thrill. It's a thrill. It's a it's a real thrill. Like we we are just, this has been such a thrill for us. But the lovely thing she said was so you know she reached out to us, we organized it, we're here. And the other night she said to me, you know Rosie, like I'm a I'm a big fan of the podcast. I listen to it so I know what you've been through the last year in terms of your mental health and everything. Mm. And so I know how hard that's been for you and I know how hard Jacob had to work to, like, step up while you were gone to take care of the podcast. And she said, oh, I'm going to cry. It was so oh. lovely. She said, I I wanted to do this for you because I just really thought that the both of you deserved something really nice. Oh. She said, I thought you just really deserved a nice... Oh, like, you made me cry. Because you think, oh, yeah, marketing manager reaches out and yeah. it's all a bit quid pro quo. Like, we talk about it on the pod and we get a free trip, blah, blah. Yeah, like, yes, of course, that's how it works. But she said, I genuinely just, um, you know, really care about the podcast and, and know what's happened. And I felt like the both of you deserved a really nice, oh. amazing break and experience. Yeah. And I was like, Adele. 
Oh, that's Isn't that so the sweet. loveliest thing? Honestly, so thank you so much, Adele. Thank you, Adele. And honestly, Adele, honey, has, I'm going to be friends with you for the rest for, of my life. Forever. She's a mate. We love Adele. She's Shh. like our new, she's a, you know when you meet someone and you're like, Soul sister. Yeah, tribe. Yeah, yeah. tribe. You yeah. know they're your people. Yeah. Probably why she likes the pod because she listens and, yeah. you know, you know they're your people. Yeah. She's been amazing, but that was just the loveliest thing that she said. I was like, it's really, and it is, we do need a break, so it yeah. has been nice. <laughs> yeah, it has been really nice. Indeed. It's been amazing. We're so lucky. Yeah. It's just been so, so great. We have also been so lucky. Sorry to keep gushing, 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 but the group we've been with, oh. Amazing. Fabulous individuals. We are having an absolute Rosie's kept mentioning how it's sort of similar to school camp in it a lot is. of ways. We come up with games where we're creating playlists yeah. and guessing who put what song on the playlist. Mm-hmm. And what. We are acting like teenagers. The singing I have forced them to endure mm. on the bus. Truly, it's been so much fun. We've had this amazing group. This has been um, a... Uh, like a trip with media people on mm. it. So there's us and some other journalists and um, just not a bad egg in the bunch. Not at all. Like every person's so cool, so fun. We've all got along. It's just I'm someone who, like I said, find the idea of travel makes me quite nervous. I'm not a spontaneous person. Um, What I've really liked about this is on a tour like this, it does feel like camp. Mm. Everything's organised. You have a schedule. You just turn up to mealtime when it's mealtime. You get driven to a place to do another thing. You get told where you're going. The guide takes care of everything. Gav, Gav, he's the best. Um, and then you make, like, best friends with the people you're with. Yeah. Yeah, that's really what it's felt like. It's and great. and for someone, if you think, oh, I'm not about meeting new people, like, oh, that'll make me uncomfortable, no, thank you, You, it, it is exactly like camp where you get put into a situation where it's not weird meeting new people because mm. you're all just kind of lumped in together in the same context and and you're on a bus for eight hours and yeah. you just become friends. You yeah, you yeah. do. It's been so fun. Yeah. It's been so great. I don't want it to end. Yeah, I, I know. Really don't want We're it going, to end. When are we going home? A few days. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. So that is um, our, our gushing about South Africa. South, South, South Africa? South Africa. South Africa. Yeah. Oh, we've got to mention Yuri, our guide here at Karangwe. He's amazing. Oh, we love Yuri. We love Yuri. Yuri is the best. Big fan of Yuri, eh? Request Yuri if you come to Karangwe. Pretoria. Mm. And he says things like trees. Look up in the trees. (laughs) He is the human embodiment of a warthog. Ah, And he fully embraces this. Like as in his energy. His his, energy. Like he's just sort of frisky, get up and go. Um, He's constantly laughing Mm. and like you can just see. He's got warthog tattoos because he feels it himself. He's like, oh, yeah, that's me. I'm playful. I'm joyful. Yeah. And I'm kind of silly. And he's so, like, he's, how old is he? Like 25? He's just really, and he's so knowledgeable for his age, like knows so much. Um, yeah, Yuri's cool. He spent a lot of his life in the bush since yeah. he was a little, little kid. Yeah. Um, every plant, every animal, he knows Everything. it all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so He's been impressed. Great. Um, yeah, so we'll <laughs> links to all. We'll put links to it all. But truly, like, if you're thinking of doing, like, if you want to travel and the idea of it makes you nervous and organising and all that, like, a, a tour like this, like, G Adventures is just, it's amazing. I own. I only want to travel in like tours like this now. Yeah. And any age. Any age. Yeah. Someone messaged me and said, "Oh, they only go up to thirty. And I was like, "No, it's any age." Yeah. yeah. They have certain tours with G Adventures. I guess their kind of version of Kentucky. They where you're like twenty something to thirty something. They do have a few of those. Mm. But other than that, it's for any age. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a range of ages in our group here. I've almost every decade except yeah. teens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my aunt, I think I've mentioned this before, mm. she's done a few tours with G and she was in her 50s, 60s when she mm. did that. Um, so really and truly I think they catered to just Anyone. everybody. Yeah. Oh, it's been so great. We're so lucky. Adele. And so grateful. We're so grateful. Thank you. And Bruce, the boss man, thank you so much. And South Africa Tourism. It's just been so amazing. Thank you so much for sending us on this thing. This is truly the best free thing we have ever got and probably will ever get. <laughs> and, yes, we would love to come back. Thanks so much. Yes, yes. thanks so much. Yep. Uh, Red Carnation Hotels will we'll visit any and all. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, we literally were walking around this fancy hotel going, <laughs> the whole time. Okay. Other regular breaking news? 
Oh, that. Yeah. I've got a I've really got, I've got a few. I've got a few. Um, this news has broken. This news has broken. Okay, so this is kind of um, on theme. Last week, a woman in Australia got lost in the bush. Mm-hmm. She was driving and she took a wrong turn and lit- I don't know how because she wasn't on a road but just drove into the bush mm-hmm. like and then got stuck in the mud in her car mm-hmm. and she got stuck there for five days and she survived by eating lollipops and drinking one bottle of wine she had in the car. What state? Was this Soraya? What? Oh, no, it was an is, older woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did your friend go missing last week? I haven't heard from her for a while and oh. that sounds so much like something she would do. No, I think it was an older woman. It was okay. an older woman. Um, <laughs> she literally just took a wrong turn and kept driving, like, into the bush. Oh, no. And then she had an issue, a medical issue, where she couldn't walk far and so she thought, um, I shouldn't leave the car. Stay put. Right. So she stayed put at the car and um, the closest town was something like 65 kilometres away. So she really was in the middle of nowhere. And being out here, like, if you are... Yeah. You are a needle in a haystack, like... Mm. And so um, search committees did go out looking for her, but she was there for five days and she had one bottle of wine and lollipops. <laughs> and she rationed it. And she doesn't even drink wine. She had it in the car as a gift that, like, she, mm. you know, hadn't taken into the house. And that's... She survived off that. That was it. Impressive. And then on the fifth day, they found her. There's, like, video footage of her waving up at the chopper. <laughs> and she, they said to her, oh, what What did you think when you finally saw people were there? And she, she goes, like, she had written a letter saying goodbye to her family because she didn't think, she, like, the wine was gone, the lollipops were gone, that was it. And um, she said when they came, the first thing she thought was, that rescue woman better have a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> She deserves it. Yes. Wow. Oh, can you imagine being lost out here? Like, oofed. <sighs> Lucky she had that wine. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would have thought that'd do more harm than good in terms of dehydration, but at least it'd keep you entertained. But it's not. I happy. mean, it's be- you'd probably get more dehydrated with nothing, drinking nothing. Mm. Like. It's not oh, as... Oh, look, I would have done the same. Yeah, of course. I, I'm surprised. I would have drunk it in one go. Like, I would have had a nice two hours and then I would have been effed. Mm. She made it last. Mm. Clever lady. There you go. Survival yeah. tips, folks. Always um, keep an emergency bottle of wine in the car. Oh, another big one because we have been hunting. We have seen the big five. We saw the big five. We did. Um, not yet the big six, but stay tuned. We've not seen Elon, but everybody, of course, tagged me. He's um, going to resign as CEO of Twitter. Is he? Yes. Ah. But it's not like any juicy thing. He's, and also, I don't believe he's picked anyone. So he put out this statement saying, you know, the idea was always for me to just do it temporarily until we found yeah. someone new. I'm going to transition into whatever. And we have, um, we're not revealing it yet, but there is a woman, um, like, earmarked for the role and we'll announce it in five weeks. And I was like, oh, you mean you're going to spend the next five weeks looking for a woman? <laughs> well, they don't have anyone. I feel like he just wanted to say that. But apparently a woman in five weeks is going to be named as the new CEO of Twitter. I f- oh, God. I, what do they call it? A golden cliff? Like the What's next that? where, like, you're set up to fail. Right, yeah. Someone's brought in and yeah. they're just sort of, you know, yeah. they'll have five to six months to do their best to try to clean up the mess. It's yeah. not going to go well and then they'll boot them yeah. and replace them. Like, and say, see, this is why we don't hire women as CEOs. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a cursed position. Exactly. Yeah. So shame, shame, shame. shame. Um, okay, here's another travel-based one. Mm-hmm. Um, also poo-related. <laughs> But a lot of people sent this to me. Great. Um, remember Andre the Giant? Yes, I do. So he's a French guy who uh, was seven foot, I think he was seven foot four. Mm. Um, so not just incredibly tall, but also huge. Like, mm. I think he did have some kind of genetic condition that, like... Didn't stop growing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, like, ended up getting into, like, um, wrestling and that kind of sort of show business thing because of his size. He was in a few movies. He was in, yeah, he was in, like, a few movies. I think he Legend. was a Bond villain. Yeah. In one of the yeah. Bond movies. Yeah. He died in 1993, only in his 40s, just because a body, your organs can't maintain a huge body like that. Mm. So it's like quite a usual age for people with that condition to pass away. But 
This documentary about him has come out and this story has been going around that, of course, because it's so on brand for me, (laughs) everybody sent this to me. He was on a plane once going from the US to Japan Mm. and he apparently ate 20 pounds of food a day like because he was that big. And so he ate a lot of food, Mm. which meant he also like had to expel a lot of food. A lot of waste. Yes, yes, yes. He also apparently could quite famously drink like 140 beers in two hours. Like he just was... Wow, that's close to our record. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was big and he consumed a lot. He had to because for fuel for his body. But he said that he used to say like he would always um, like go about once every couple of days to do a Uh poo-poo and then just like get it out and then he was good for a couple of days and he always made sure he went before going on a long, like, plane or whatever ride because apparently yep. it was, you know. Unflushable. Well, it's it's he's a big man and so what comes out is also big and a lot, right? Airplane toilets are not the same as a regular toilet. So there is a famous oh, no. story. He was rushing to get his plane so he didn't have time to go to the bathroom. Uh-oh. and. During the flight, he needed to go Mm. and he went up the back and apparently it was so bad, people were throwing up. It was, it clogged the toilet. It was huge. It was like they almost, it got to the point where they thought they might have to like emergency land, but that toilet got put out of commission for the rest of the flight and it made everybody like really sick. Oh. (laughs) Because Andre the Giant did giant poops. Oh, and like it James sucks Marston. to be him because it's like, oh man, you gotta go. But his are just real big. Yeah. Not his fault, but not all toilets can be built to accommodate someone of I know. His it's, stature. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's real unlucky. Did you when you were growing up, and I still think this to be honest, um, that if you're sitting on the plane toilet when it flushes, it'll suck your butthole out and just spit it into the air. <laughs> I always thought that, like, if because it's such a big suction, mm. I'm always so scared sitting on the toilet that I'll accidentally knock the flush yeah. and it'll go and just pull my intestines out of my butthole. <laughs> I, I still have that phobia every time I use a plane toilet. Makes sense. Yeah. I think train toilets are the same and I have the same fear uh, yeah. that that operated in the same way. As yeah, a kid. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of, speaking of <laughs> things that you believed when you were little that you didn't question until you were an adult mm. and realised that's ridiculous. When I was little um, and my mum uh, married a guy in, who lived in Hawaii and so me, mum and Rhiannon flew to Hawaii to go live with him and my mum, to get us to behave, said, like, if you're naughty, the um, flight attendant will make you sleep on the wing. <laughs> they give you a pillow and they make you go out and sleep on the wing because it's really cold. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, my God, you got like, you have it. Mm. And when I was, like, a teenager, I remember sitting on a plane and thinking, like, oh, my God, like, I wonder how often they have to put people out on the... <laughs> and then I was looking out the window and I was like... Wait a second. You got me, Lisa. Like, I'd literally never questioned it. I just grew up thinking it was true until I was like, lol. <laughs> oh, my God. You got me, Mum. <laughs> you got me. Um, okay, here's another one. So this thing is going around on TikTok um, that the Gen Zs are into, and it's called an everything shower. Uh-huh. It's become yep. the new craze du jour, uh-huh. the new to-do. Do, what do you think it is? Uh, top to toe, just everything maintenance, self-care, I'm guessing. Yeah, but doesn't everyone just, don't you top to toe every time you have a shower? Uh, oh, there are more thorough, you know, shaving. And, sure. Uh, the, I mean, to crannies, me, it's like cranny, get extra crannies, attention, crannies. You know? I've nooks. never heard the word crannies without nooks with it. <laughs> I can't believe you just use crannies singular. McCrannies. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta do McCranny maintenance. Gotta do McCranny maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> Clean out the cranny. Clean out your crannies. Yeah. New catchphrase, T-shirt, T-shirt. <laughs> Thirteen twenty two forty. Tell us if you want clean out your crannies on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new euphemism for sex. I mean, yes, it is. <laughs> what do you call sex? Cleaning, Cleaning out your crannies. Um, but 
Um, I, for a, like extra, like washing my hair is the one thing that takes longer. So yeah. I will often have a shower where I don't wash my hair and that's like my quicker shower. But still, a shower takes me a while. And mm-hmm. like, anyway, but an everything shower is where once or twice a month, Gen Zers are doing this thing. They're acting like they've just discovered it. Um, where you take a two to three hour shower, hot, hot shower, where you do everything. Mm. Like, so you are doing all of your maintenance, self-care, whatever, whatever, like shaving, crannies, Mm. face masks, hair masks, whatever, whatever, but also just relaxing a three-hour shower, like once a month, and it's called an everything shower, and it's becoming like an essential part of a self-care routine. Okay, so kids, what you did there is you took something that already existed (laughs) and you came up with a name for it. A hashtag. And turned it into a hashtag trend. Yeah. Yeah. A long hot shower is like just one of life's common great pleasures. Like it's not it's not a weird thing. Mm. (laughs) Three hours is probably a bit long, but I mean I I could do an hour hot shower. Like as a luxury, I'm in. And I can't out. remember the last time I've done one, but I could easily sit in the. Sh- I, I like sitting down in the shower, oh. but then I get scared. I'm going to get tinier on my bum. Yeah, 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 that's that's what's putting me off that concept. I'm in and I'm out, and I'm in and I'm out, and I'm in and I'm out. Really? Yeah, for different like put on this face mask, get in, rinse I'll it get off. Back in. This body treatment, rinse it off. You know, in out, in that's out. That's so in, annoying. Out. But probably better for the environment. Also, oh, you turn it off. Turn it off. Yeah. But I'm sure there's some issue with like having the to heat up and then off and then heat up and then off. Maybe it's worse for the environment. Potentially. Look, I'm not being smug about this. <laughs> I'm just giving you detail about myself that you're not interested in. But for real, a long hot shower, like I need a good hot water system as a non-negotiable because as a like relaxing anti-anxiety thing, I like a long hot shower. Mm. Oh, there's nothing better. And there have been times in Sydney where like I lived in such shitty places that I couldn't afford a heater and it was freezing and the only way to get warm was to have a hot shower. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, works a treat every time. <sighs> Heaven. Mm. So, yeah, everything shower. Aren't Gen Z is smart just inventing things that none of us ever thought of? <laughs> Guys, I've come up with this round spinny thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it the rotation device. You mean a wheel? Oh, oh sure. No, it's like totally different. This is going to change civilization as we know it. Mm. Hashtag inventive. <laughs> um, and then, okay, what's my last one? Okay, here's a fun one. So this thing was going around on Reddit, you know, like, am I the asshole? Mm. And this woman was saying she is in the US, so mm. everything's very expensive, and mm-hmm. she was having a baby. And her and her husband... Um, uh, it took like a couple, she was in hospital for a couple of days and her and her husband like each pay into their insurance and they agreed that they would split the, you know, spillover cost. Mm-hmm. Like I can't believe in America to have a baby it costs you like $10,000. Yeah. It's free here. Yeah. If you you just have, like if you want to go into like a fancy private hospital, you pay fancy insurance or whatever. But if you get pregnant and have a baby, it's free. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you have to pay to have a baby. It's Anyway. You guys are messed up, America. Mm-hmm. Um, so they agreed to split the cost of, you know, the bill, which was going to be about like 10 grand or something. But then after like two days of really hard labour, um, she got an epidural, mm-hmm. um, which he encouraged her to get because he like couldn't handle the pain and the, like the stress of the situation. And he was like, get it, get it, get Makes it. Sense. You're in too yep. much pain. You're in too much pain. Mm-hmm. Stop screaming. I can't handle it. And then when the bill came in, the epidural was an extra $6,000 and he said that she had to pay that herself. So Uh, he would split the regular costs, but he considered that an extra luxury that she didn't uh, have to get. uh, So that should be on her uh, to pay. And she was like, I'm really upset by this, but also the way it sounds like he's real gaslighting. She's like, the way he keeps explaining it, he keeps making it sound like I'm being unreasonable, like, and he's being totally fair. And she's like, am I the arsehole? And everyone was just like, no, No. get divorced. No. The reddest of red flags. That's a luxury. That is a baboon's ass red flag. On top of the fact he was the one who said, I can't handle you screaming anymore, get the epidural. And then he was like, that was an extra luxury. We didn't agree. Like we budgeted for, you know, however much and that's extra $6,000. You cover that. That was for you. Wow. Aren't men terrible? 
at times. Why are men? Outrageous. I know. Oh. I know. I know. So, yeah, that was probably the only <laughs> unanimous you are not an asshole in history. Like, there, there was not a single person who was like, no, no, but let's hear him out. <laughs> I'm trying to understand. Let's play devil's advocate. Mm. Mm. Let's hear the man's mm. side of the story. I do. I, I want to understand. You know, let's, let's try and understand it. No, no. It was like, A, you're not the asshole. B, get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even just that arrangement that they'd come up with is bizarre to me. To split the cost. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I mean, if you live in a place where medical bills like that are a reality and you're both having a baby, you would split it. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, would you want to yeah, do it? I guess, yeah, yeah. Like, no, what other way would you right. do it? I just, I, my, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the idea of it that costing you have to thousands pay. Yeah. and thousands of it's dollars. It's nuts. It's nuts. To have a baby. I know. It's crazy. Particularly in a country where they're making abortion less and less accessible. I know, but then they make it so hard and expensive, like because they don't care about the ba- like. They're all in it together. They care about it's policing conspiracy. women's bodies, not about mm. the child itself. But anyway, go back and listen to our episode on abortion. Um, great quote by George Carlin that I can't remember right now. But if you want to hear me say smart <laughs> things, go and listen to me quote a smart person in that episode <laughs> about abortion. Um, yeah, so what a gem he mm, sounds like. What a prince. I know. Yeah. Yeah, um, Recos? Oh my gosh, I've consumed nothing since we've been here. I recommend Safari. I recommend <laughs> South Africa. South Africa, G Adventures. Yes, I feel like the whole first half hour of this was a great big reco, and yeah. it comes from the bottom of my heart. This yeah. place is just stunning. It's amazing. And honestly, we every step of our tour has been phenomenal yeah. from, you know, visiting the spice market. Oh my gosh, we went to this incredible market in Durban, oh. like the proper, proper locals market. Yeah, like with all there. like the bones and, and special mixtures and yes. old school potions and it was crazy. Yeah, we did yeah, so yeah. much cool stuff. Oh, um, just every single step, every mm. single guide we've had, every experience has been phenomenal, mind-blowing, mind-expanding, yeah. really. Like, I feel like quite a different person for yeah. the better, change yeah. for the better. It's been yeah. amazing. Um, well, I have a TV show. Oh, <laughs> Because, of course, I've still been watching TV. I'll need something for the play. Um, no, mine's an old one. Um, oh, and a lot of people got in touch to say they watched my reco or had watched my reco oh, and they also thought it was really, like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, thank you for messaging me about it. Because I was like, yes, right? What? Mm. Am I being unreasonable? Guys, weird ending. But mm. anyway, um, I've been going back to an old show that I love because I do that to help me sleep um, when I'm like anxious or whatever. Um, Boston Legal. Oh. I've been watching. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus now because it wasn't on any streaming service for a really long time. Uh-huh. And I love that show so much that I actually went and bought um, a DVD player and the DVD box set just so I could watch it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's on a streamer. It's on Disney Plus and it's so great. Boston Legal yeah, yeah. is such a good show. William Shatner and James Spader, if yes, I remember Yes, James correctly. Spader at his sexiest. And that's a law firm and it's dry humour, quirky. And James Spader as Alan Shaw is like your dream man. Oh. He's basically like a progressive, um, you know, he every case he does is like a big issue that and he does these big inspiring closing speeches where he says really smart shit mm. that makes you want to jump on his pain oh, yeah oh, sexy oh. as um and then i have one other this is a weird true crime one um if you love true crime and trigger warning i guess for this one i would say domestic violence is what i would call it um but there's this show on netflix called i am a stalker uh-huh. And I've just sort of been watching it um, because since we've been over here, the only streamer we get is Netflix, like mm. licensed in this country. So I've been watching a lot of Netflix. And um, it's called I'm a Stalker. And they interview um, people who have been stalked each episode. It's one case. But also the person who stalked them. Oh. And they're all in prison. All the stalkers are in prison. Huh. But it's just really fascinating to hear them explain mm. why they have done what they've done and what was going through their head and how they... There's no... It's not justifying okay. it. It's purely like that person is the victim. This is so effed up. Let's hear what they have to say. Like, it's more, like, fascinating to be like, whoa, you really 
don't get it. Like these, a lot, like a few of them have seen that what they did was wrong and are trying to change. A few of them don't understand it. They're like, I loved her. I don't understand why she was afraid of me, yet I'm sitting here in jail. Wow. Like, it's really fascinating. But yeah, trigger warning for just some yeah, yeah, tricky yeah. sort yeah. of, there's some violence and abuse in a few of the episodes. But um, it's really fascinating. I bet. Because we don't look into stalking as a crime enough. Mm. I don't think it's taken seriously enough. I don't think it's really considered enough. It's almost like, oh, they haven't done anything yet, so Mm. is it a crime yet? And so this show is really aiming to show you how it is a really distressing way to victimise someone Mm. and how it should be considered a serious crime. And so that's why all the people they interview have gone to prison for stalking. And it's so fascinating to just hear why they did it and mm. how they got to that place and what they think about it. And, yeah, it's a really good true crime show. I'm going to check that out when I get home. Yeah. I hope they end up doing, like, spin-off series of. where they would do, for example, like, I made an unrealistic demand of a woman and get yes. men like that husband and who- then. Yeah, and it's not, and just, it's not about getting them to see their, the error of their ways. Mm. It's purely about just putting a camera in front of of them and yeah, and just going, just explain to me. Mm. And that's interesting to me. Like, it's so interesting. Be so many different, like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. avenues they could take. Like putting a camera in front of someone going, so why do you think she has to pay for the whole epidural? That's it. Yeah. Just, just give me your just, say it in just your words. Say it in your words. We're not going to agree with you. Yeah, but we, but we just want to understand it. your processes yeah. A to B to C. So it is a yeah, it's a, just a really fascinating show. Just huh. a sort of classic true crime interview victims and perpetrators and um really good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And a couple of women in there too. It's not all men. There's also a couple of women. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, there's two me. episodes that where the women are the stalkers and yeah. they're really interesting too, the uh-huh. dynamics of what goes into that. Cool. Yeah. Gripping stuff. Um, yeah. But we now have an appointment. We've got to go and oh, hear shit, from do. a big cat expert yes. who works in um, a preserve area. Mm. Um, and kind of like the good version of Carol Baskin. Yes. <laughs> is what we're about to go meet this guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll learn more about it and we'll share it with you. But, um, yeah, they're doing a lot to help rehabilitate the population of the big cats that were hunted almost to extinction here, mm. um, which we've now seen in the wild. I've and they are so incredibly beautiful. Boys s- and girls and cubs. And we saw a leopard and we've seen cheetahs. We've seen all the things. Yeah. Oh, my God. This morning it was three brother cheetahs mm-hmm. who formed this little pack and they were hunting we've a wildebeest. <laughs> we've, we've got thought, it. This too we've, much. We've oh, got okay, to go. Okay. <laughs> Guys, we'll talk for a It's all on the Insta. We're posting, we're posting, we're posting. Thank you again to Adele for just being so lovely and sending us here. Yes. And G Adventures and South Africa Tourism. We just can't believe how lucky we are to have done this. And um, thank you for the amount of lovely messages we've got from Gisner saying yeah. it is so nice to see you and Jacob having a nice time yeah. and having a nice break. Like, you guys deserve it. This is really lovely. Like, thank that you. has just been really nice of you guys to say. Because you do always feel a bit weird, like, going away for a couple of weeks and, you know, having to put up a couple of Greatest Hits episodes, which, by Mm. the way, are still good because, um, like, people have missed them and stuff. They never get off. But, um, you know, so you do think, oh, no, like, Mm. oh, we're letting people down by going away for a couple of weeks. But literally... Not as like everybody has just been like, it's so great to see you guys having a lovely time, which is just so Thanks, nice team. of you. Justness are the best. You yeah. guys are lovely. Thank you. But back to regular programming ASAP because we're leaving in a couple of days. So. Absolutely. Oh, we've got something wildlife themed coming up next week. Oh, we do. We do. <gasps> Yay! Yes. One last thing, Yuri. If you're listening to this, I have such a crush on you. Oh, a crush. I have a crush on Yuri too. He's oh, cute. <laughs> so adorable. So adorable. We Yuri. might try to get a cheeky photo of him and post it so you can see. And Gavin, I also have a crush on oh, Gavin. Yeah. Yes. Okay, we're gonna go. Oh, bye, All right, bye. bye.